Hello, welcome to Financial Markets Weekly, an audio podcast by Succinct Information. This is a professional summary, free of noise, focused on facts, and straight to the point. We help you save time while covering the key events and market performance. These are the highlights from last week. Risk assets continue to benefit from the positive momentum triggered by the latest US inflation figures, released a week ago, as well as the expectation that the rates tightening cycle by leading central banks is at or near its peak. Equities shifted another percentage point higher, both in the US and Europe, in a shortened trading week due to the Thanksgiving holiday. Benchmark stock indexes surged for a fourth straight week, accumulating gains of 10 to 13% in the past four weeks. The S&P 500, Nasdaq Composite, and the stock 600 all rose by around 1% week to date, with all US sectors trading firmer but without significant moves. To highlight a few movers and companies reporting results, we can mention NVIDIA, the artificial intelligence chipmaker giant, with an earnings report that beat consensus, sales tripling year-on-year, and profits jumping 13-fold, on the back of the recent boom for semiconductors. However, NVIDIA's management warned that Washington's export ban on certain chips to China will have a significant impact next year, and shares ended 3% lower. It remains by far the best-performing mega-cap this year with a 227% return. In Europe, the notable loser was German pharma leader, Bayer, which saw shares plummet 21% last week, to its lowest price since 2011, for a total market value of €32 billion. Bayer announced it has abandoned the Oceanic trial, a key late-stage trial for a blood-thinning treatment, expected to become a significant driver of growth, that was supposed to generate up to €5 billion of new revenues per year. Additionally, its Monsanto subsidiary in the US lost a case related to the weed killer roundup. Bayer raised almost $6 billion of debt via the sale of several bond tranches only days before these updates, triggering the anger of bond investors who are demanding a sweetening of the deal. Other markets ended mostly little changed, with the dollar falling again, the DXY index ended lower by half a percent while benchmark yields barely moved, and oil prices finished slightly lower. Sovereign bond markets traded marginally weaker, following the steep rally of a week ago, when markets reacted to the latest US inflation data. 10-year US Treasuries and Boone's yields ended the week almost unchanged, at 4.48% and 2.65%. Italian government bonds traded firmer after Moody's reaffirmed the country's sovereign credit rating at BAA3 and upgraded its outlook from negative to stable. 10-year BTPs yield 440% and the country avoided a downgrade to sub-investment grade. In central bank action, Sweden was the only country in developed markets to hold a monetary policy meeting and there were limited economic releases of relevance. On Thursday, Sweden's Riksbank surprised analysts by keeping interest rates steady at 4%, against expectations for a rate hike. The Swedish economy and the labour market are cooling down as a consequence of the eighth consecutive rate hike since April 2022. The central bank is now projecting an economic contraction for 2023 and 2024, 
and unemployment to peak next year at 8.6%. The German economy contracted slightly in Q3 and accumulated several quarters of poor growth to become one of the weakest economies in Europe, mostly due to higher energy costs, higher interest rates, and lower global demand for its products. GDP shrank by 0.4% year-on-year. A couple of geopolitical updates to complete this episode. The Gaza war situation in the Middle East seems to be easing, due to a four-day ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, that allowed for several exchanges of hostages held by Hamas for terrorist prisoners detained in Israel. In European politics, Geert Wilders, the right leader of the Freedom Party of the Netherlands, won the general election and became the country's biggest party, with only 37 out of 150 seats in Parliament. Wilders is strict on immigration and wants to launch a referendum on leaving the European Union. He still needs an alliance to form a government. Dutch sovereign bonds barely reacted to the result, and 10-year bonds offer the second lowest yield in the eurozone of 298%, behind German boons. In Latin American politics, Argentina's liberal libertarian candidate Javier Malay won the runoff election last Sunday with almost 56% of the votes and will assume the presidency on December 10. His party controls only a few seats in Congress, and he is working in alliance with another right-wing party to improve governance. Malay favors a radical reduction of the state, with fiscal balance and zero deficit by the end of next year, as well as abandoning the local currency in favor of the US dollar if and when the conditions are met. Markets reacted with significant support as stocks in local and international markets and bonds rallied. The economic situation is dramatic, with inflation running at 140% and more than 20 different exchange rates in a tightly controlled currency market. That's all for this week. Please follow this channel and help us promote it. Visit succinct.info to learn more about our subscription. Have a good week.